you're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 43. And today we're talking about how to attract new clients without an ad spend. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host or your co-host because we're doing Thursday, Samantha Riley, and we also have Tim Hyde with us today. How are you going? Hi, Sam. I'm doing really well, thank you. How are you? Good. We had some great feedback from our episode last week, which is super exciting, and we've already had a ton of questions coming through, which is brilliant because we've got like two months already of content set up. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. I look, but look forward to getting into them. Today, we're going to talk about how to attract clients without an ad spend. And I think that that's a really great topic to chat about at this time of the year because as coaches and consultants, this is a busy time of the year for us as people are planning a new year, that's as right. they're setting that's new goals. I mean, you've been ridiculously busy, oh, no, which is been, fantastic. It's been insane. All the, all the stuff's come out of the wood. Ironically, I think at this time of year for, for coaches and consultants, it can also be a really lean time of year. Yes. Um, because, you know, people tend to sh- shut up shop, you know, over that Christmas break. And, you know, it's not, you know, they're just sort of coming out of the woodwork now as, as we record this was sort of mid-January. And as people come out of the woodwork, they're sort of going, oh, let's start these conversations. And we, we're not necessarily putting dollars in the bank yet. We're kind of laying the groundwork to put dollars in the bank in into February. And I know, you know, if I go back over the, the last five years that I've been uh, consulting, and I think you, it's even longer, it's always had this dip. December, January, we're always really quiet. And I've kind of trying to ration out my resources and I don't have a huge and necessarily huge amount of money available to me at this time of year to launch big new marketing strategies. Um, so I think, you know, talking about how we can attract clients for free is a, is a really great topic to do at this time of year. Yes. And for any of our US listeners that are, that are listening and thinking, what are you talking about? What you've just mentioned, Tim, is a very Australian thing. <laughs> it is an Australian that we're still thing. on holidays because I was doing things with my US clients on about the 2nd of January. So it is a very Australian thing because we're having our summer holidays That's because right. it's summer here and not very cold like it is over in the States right yeah, Well, ironically, I had clients in the US between Christmas and New Year. So they were like, I want to do stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just thought I'd say that in case people are thinking, what are those two talking about? Crazy people. Crazy people. Yeah. So when we're talking about um, not spending, we're actually talking about not spending money, right? Because as you and I were having a chat before, there's actually two currencies that we can choose to spend and that's either the currency of time or it's the currency of money. So we're talking about spending time, which isn't necessarily not worth money because our time should be worth money, but it's if we don't have a hundred bucks in our bank account, then we'll choose to spend our time instead. But this isn't a 
be all and end all strategy. This is just a part of strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's one of those things that we do have potentially more available to us at this time of year is more time. And particularly when we start out in business as well, we, we have more time that we have money to commit to you know, expensive advertising campaigns to bring in our ideal customer. Totally, totally. And there is a point where that sort of flips, but free marketing is a really, really great way to get off the ground. And I, and actually this would be interesting to hear your take on this too, Tim, because for me, it doesn't matter how big my business has been. And, you know, I've had some businesses that are bigger than the other. I personally have always used free marketing strategies, even if it's alongside paid marketing strategies, because I believe that they work together in different ways. But I'd love to hear your take on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important that every business has multiple channels. Otherwise, you sort of, you run the risk that if one of them stops working, you know, as, as effectively, we know that all of our marketing channels go through ebbs and flows of how effective they are. Mm-hmm. And if we're only relying on one strategy, we, we really run the risk of becoming too reliant on that one working. Mm. And if that dries up, it can massively affect everything else that flows through our business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, only doing social media is great until Facebook changed their algorithm and how far yeah. you can reach. Only doing Google is awesome until, you know, organic SEO is awesome until Google changed their, you know, their algorithm of how your site is ranked. Mm-hmm. And you suddenly go from position one to position 50 and not seen. You know, so those kinds of things can massively change the effectiveness of how well you feed your pipeline. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so having these multiple strategies, having, you know, both LinkedIn and Facebook and, you know, some Google AdWords as well as maybe a market, you know, a network marketing kind of thing, you're going to networking events and partners becomes really important. The, so the more of these channels you have, the more robust and the more predictable and scalable your business becomes. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a ton of different ways to uh, market our business for free. I think a lot of people think of just so social media or just networking i find that a lot of people are sort of in one camp or the other and we're going to and you know they're both great channels and uh they're what we're going to talk about today and also the third channel that we both highly recommend which is partnerships yeah i was going to say you know but before you even look at which channel you're in there's probably some fundamentals that we need to get get absolutely absolutely and this is what i would see and before we mention that this is the number one problem that i would say 90 percent of my clients come to me with you know when they're saying my facebook marketing's not working or i need seo or i need to implement google ads or i need to and there's a whole myriad of things this is what i need to do and then when we have a look at it it's actually like it's none of those channels are going to work without getting this one thing right. This is like the number one thing, isn't it? And the secret, Sam, give us the secret. The we secret is you must know your avatar or who your ideal client is. And a lot of people are really scared to choose this. You know, we hear it all the time in marketing. You need to know who that one ideal client or that one avatar is. And, and a lot of people say, oh, but I can help everyone. It's so many say, and, and it's almost this fear of missing out, isn't it? That if I yes. have one person, then I'll miss out on all the other people that I could help. Yes. Uh, and and it's it's almost a scarcity mindset. But ironically, you, you kind of, in, in order for your business to succeed, you need one person a hundred times, not a yes. hundred different people. Yes. 
And it doesn't yeah. matter what it is you do. I, I quite often, when I talk avatar and how to sort of pick an avatar, I use the, the example of an astronaut. Right? Okay. Like, how many astronauts are there? But even on astronauts, we can drill down further to say, I only want English-speaking astronauts because I don't speak Chinese or Russian or Indian. <laughs> <laughs> I, only want, you know, I only want English-speaking astronauts who are recently returned to Earth who are fun to work with. <laughs> And, you know, the more we drill down on this, the more likely we are to be able to reach that person and understand where it is they are, where they hang out and what message that they want to hear mm. in order to respond to us. So we're not just a business coach. Business is tens of thousands of business coaches or consultants out there in the world or, you know, if you're in a, in a healthcare space or whatever, it doesn't matter. But if you're the one coach who solves that particular person's problem, they're immediately going to gravitate towards you and you understand that person more so than, you know, anybody else. You understand what they want to hear. You understand where they hang out, all those kinds of things. Totally, totally. And let's give it another like real life example of getting that avatar right. Because I think this is really important so people understand the application of this. You know, if you're... If you're saying that I would like to, um, you know, I'm able to help English-speaking astronauts, then anyone that is an English-speaking astronaut goes straight away, that's me, and they self-select rather than saying, I can speak to anyone that gets in any vehicle, and that just doesn't hit the mark. People, you know, there there are actual real-life people living real life's challenges and problems and you know they've got emotions and all these things that are happening in their life and if they if they don't feel like you're speaking directly to them then they're not going to answer mm, absolutely it's too it becomes too generic yes you know so none of our marketing whether we paid or not works unless we understand who our avatar is yeah, absolutely. So knowing our avatar is the very, very first thing before we even start any free and especially not any paid marketing, need to know exactly who you're speaking to. The second, the second thing is knowing exactly what their biggest problems are, the things that are keeping them up at night, the things that are going around and around in their head that are really making their life a, a big challenge. Yeah. And it's got to be big enough. I think it's got to be a big enough pain point as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it'd be folly of us to think that people don't have, you know, I think everyone's got the pain point that we can help them with, you know, whether it's with yeah. health, whether it's been, um, whether it's their business, whether it's an advancement, whether it's a mindset thing, whatever, you know, they have, everyone has these issues. Right? You and I have these challenges as well. You know, we both have self doubts about our ability to of kind of move our business forward to, you know, to provide a business that supports our teams and our family and achieves the goals we want to achieve. But for everybody, it's not necessarily the biggest problem they have right now. Mm, yeah. So, you know, I want to get my son off the PlayStation. So, you know, if that's the biggest pain point, if it's putting food on the table this week, that's a bigger priority for me. If it's right now, uh, I haven't had breakfast yet, so I'm feeling pretty hungry. Oh, no way. <laughs> so that's the biggest, that's my biggest pain point right now is, is breakfast. You could sell me anything else in the world, but... My biggest pain point right now is I want to have some breakfast. Yeah, yeah. So if you're on Uber Eats right now and you need, Uber, a, Uber. need a, and you need a trip, <laughs> get over and take Tim some brekkie. That's right. <laughs> and I, some nasi goreng would be lovely for breakfast, actually. I quite like nasi goreng. <laughs> My favourite. I love nasi goreng. <laughs> so, you know, but we've got to understand that, you know, even when we're talking to people's pain points, we've got to understand that we need to be a little bit patient about it. And that's going to be one of the things we talk about, you know, through the rest of this podcast is that just because someone has our pain 
pain point doesn't mean it's their biggest priority mm -hmm. and the thing that they need to solve today. Yeah. And actually, can I add something to that, Tim? I think that uh, no matter what it is that we're helping people with, and, you know, I've worked in personal training and I've worked in, you know, different sorts of health coaching and dancing and you know, business coaching or whatever it is, we do get caught up in thinking that our thing is the, the priority for everyone right now. Yeah. But just because we think it's a priority for them doesn't mean that it necessarily is a priority for them. There's a really cool saying I heard years ago, and I, I can't unfortunately attribute it to somebody. So I'm, I might claim it as mine for the time being. It says something around the lines of your customer is not necessarily ready to buy when you're ready to sell. But when they're ready to buy, you'd better be ready to sell. Oh, I like that. That's a tweetable. If we were on Twitter, that would be a tweetable. <laughs> I think I've got a Twitter account, but I can't know what the I don't know. What oh, the I might is. have to fire it up. That was a, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, just because you're ready, customers. Just because you're ready to sell doesn't mean your customer's ready to buy. But when they're ready to buy, you really need to be ready to sell. Hmm. And when we look at our customer avatar, we need to know. And and part of understanding our customer avatar is to know where the thing that you do for them. Fits into those priorities that they have mm. you know it's not just sally is a 30 something you know female married juggling um you know work kids you know finances mortgage etc we've got to understand what are all the things that sally has on her plate and where does the thing that we want to solve for Sally fit into those priorities? That's all those priorities that she has to juggle. Mm. And the more we understand that, the more likely we are to be able to reach Sally with not only messaging, but kind of the first steps in that journey that helps her achieve the outcome that we can provide for her, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that she wants. Yes, nice. And it's just popped in and I thought, and we're not going to go deeper into this, but I just want to touch that. A lot of people are scared to choose an avatar because they think that they can help or they know actually, they know that they can help so many different people. And once you choose that avatar, it doesn't mean that is the only person you work with. You might have multiple avatars. Uh, and we're not going to talk about that today because that's kind of next strategy. But it's about knowing who that one person is for the message that you're delivering today. Ironically, one of the things I've found is that the more clear I get on my message for that one person, the more I attract other people. Yes. It's really weird. You know, I might have, an, I quite often on my whiteboard, I'll draw a bullseye and I'll write the details of my avatar yeah. right in the middle of the bullseye. But it doesn't mean that sort of the outer rim, the you know, circles there, I don't attract them as well. But if I don't get specific about that, who's in that bullseye, I don't attract anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you know who your avatar is? Do you have a visual to help you? Um, you know, do you have it up on your whiteboard or you just know who this person is? Look, I, I, I've, you know, I think I've been doing this long enough that I kind of know who it is and, and who it's not. I think we've, we've talked before about, you know, you want to get clear on your avatar and what you do for them, but also clear on, you know, that negative avatar, who it's mm. not. Oh, you know, yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Who we don't want to work with. And I, I think one of the, the strategies that, that everyone should look at is, is give that person a name. Yes. You know, female, married, kids, job, you know, mortgage is different from Sally. Yes. Sally has an identity. Yes. Right? yes. Sally's a real person. Yes. And when you can do that and create this persona, it becomes really clear about 
every time you communicate out, every time you create a product, if you've got this persona in mind, now whether whether that person's written down, you've gone and Googled a photo of Sally and you've stuck it on your, you know, your avatar worksheet that sticks on the wall in your office somewhere, or whether you've got it in your mind every time you create content, create marketing, create products, if you've got that person, you're speaking directly to them. You know, you're yeah, going to totally. putting themselves in their shoes to understand what it is they want, what their priorities are. Mm. I I have a social media calendar and actually this might be a really good topic for another week because I know that people do struggle to make uh, to create content but I have a, a Google uh, Sheets with all the different tabs of all the different ways that I share my content um, for the month mm. and next to every single email, next to every single podcast, next to every single blog post I wrote, right, I actually have my avatar's name. And the reason oh, I do that idea. is to that actually, <laughs> <laughs> I, I say smart stuff sometimes. And the reason I do it is because like you, I've been doing this a long time and I know who my avatar is, but I want to make sure that my, my message is so tight that at, next to every single piece of content, I actually put the name of the avatar that we're speaking to. So I don't mix it up slightly. I make sure that it's on point every time yeah now now you've got a third thing before we go into channels. i do yes. what, what, what is that third thing the third thing and we did you and i talked about this before there are other people there are real people on the other sides of the screen so the third thing is to open up conversations and to engage with people uh, that's about talking with them it's about listening to them listening to their problems listening to the cues that they give you of how you can help solve their problem and not jump straight into selling at them mm. oh absolutely we want to engage people the conversations and the more conversations we have the more opportunities we create we don't want to be that creepy guy who goes into a bar and says hey sam you look all right i think for our first date we should uh we should come up with the names for our six children yeah <laughs> No. That's a nervous giggle there because I just think. <laughs> well, oh, no one well. wants to be. No one wants to be that guy. No one wants to be in the receiving end of that. I was going to say, no one wants to be that girl. <laughs> right? You know, you know, Dave and uh, Samantha and uh, Tim Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, just no. <laughs> Look, there might be, you, you might get somebody, if you're lucky, who's receptive to that message at that moment in time. Yeah. More often than not, you won't. Chances are, I would say that, and we do get those people. I mean, I shared a story with you just before we jumped on the line that, that it did happen to me yesterday. However, whilst it did seem like someone just went, I want, I want to purchase that thing, it's someone that's probably been in our worlds for quite a while. It's not yeah. someone that we've just met. Uh, and I, I just want to share very quickly, I did have someone that was watching on social media during the year um, and he did a big video on, you know, people are teaching this stuff, but we should be walking into the bar and we should be asking for that hand in marriage straight up because you, you got, you're going to get someone that's desperate and will say yes. Uh, interestingly enough, only two months later posted it had his worst business financially in a long, uh, for worst financial year in a long time. So I just don't suggest it. <laughs> yeah. Look, you've got to be open to it. If someone's ready to buy from you right now, you've got to give them the opportunity to create that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. That's not what we're talking but about. That's, so that shouldn't be our default setting. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So we've got our three things that, that are the most important. We need to know who our avatar is and be very clear on that. We need to know the problems that are keeping them up at night. 
um, and that these are probably the the problems that are known to them, but they don't speak about. So they're not they're not simple, shallow, high level problems. They're a little bit deeper, so we can really talk to them. Uh, and the third one is open conversations. So Tim, what are some of the ways that we can um, attract clients? without an ad spend, once we've actually laid the foundation so we know that that we need to make sure we tick those three boxes? Um, look, I think that, you know, again, there, there are probably three obvious channels that, that most people, I mean, we touched on social media being being one of those. So that's probably a, a good place to start. Social media largely is a, is a free channel for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can put out content that will attract our ideal avatar for free on mm-hmm. whether it be Twitter or Facebook or, or LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever we want to put our content mm-hmm. that speaks to that customer's problem, that speaks to that prospect's you know, problem and the transformation we can create for them. Mm. And we just need to do it regularly enough and for long enough that people move through this journey from, you know, and they get to engage with us and they get to know, like, and trust us that we can solve their problem. Mm. Just because I put one post up that says, this is the transformation we can create for you, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that A, my customer is going to see it because I'm hopefully I'm putting it in the right channel for them. <laughs> but yeah, but actually, even if you are on. putting it in the right channel, let's face it, how many, you not every single person in your contact list or your friends list or the people that are following you are going to see it. It's only a small, small percentage. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and that's why we want to create conversations. We want to, you know, ask questions and get our, get our community of followers to start engaging with our stuff. Um, you know, you and I are both in a, in a content hub that mm-hmm. we sort of have this sort of loose agreement that we will help kind of promote each other's stuff by sharing it, by liking it, by engaging with it and, and value adding to those conversations. And when we do so, it's actually telling the, the algorithms that sit in behind those platforms that this is interesting content mm-hmm. and it should be shown to more people. So You know what else we- it does? It actually allows other people that uh, the safety to comment because they they see, oh, I don't want to be the first one. Like there's other comments there. So I feel safe to, to comment. And we can see that Sam and Tim are engaging with the people that are, that are leaving comments. So I feel safe to do that. That's right. You know, we become, we become real people, uh, you know, and when, when we do that, it shows a different side of us to potential prospects who are coming into our world. You know, they're, they're engaging with the content. They came across it because it, it's, it's interesting. It's, 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 you know, something that solves a problem for them. It will take them part of the way on that, that journey we create. And when we start having that engagement with people and being a little bit vulnerable and open and, you know, kind of, you know, that engaging, creating those conversations, it also tells us that it also tells that, that prospect that we're approachable. Yes. That we're a real person. We're a real, that's right. We're a real yeah. person. It wasn't just this ghostwriter who put this stuff up and then that's it. And we want to show our our, our customers and our, poten- our potential customers that, you know, we can actually have a conversation that if something goes wrong, we're, we're open to that, that chat. Mm. You know, if they've got questions before they buy from us that we're okay answering them. Yes. So that that's social media. We want to make sure that we're not just creating the content that we're sharing our own content we're sharing other people's content that we're liking people's posts that we're commenting that we're replying if someone if someone uses the currency of time or spends the currency of time to leave a comment then at least have the respect to thank them for it and engage in a conversation absolutely and we've got to be doing it enough 
over a long enough period yeah. you know, so that we give people that opportunity. Just because someone sees your stuff the first time doesn't mean to say that they're ready to start engaging with you. Yeah, It might be the next one, it might be the next one, it might be the next one after that before they go, oh, yeah, like I'm, I'm ready to take that next step in my customer journey to start talking to you, you know, to start a conversation to go, yep, you've now hit something that's a, a real pain point for me, you know, to move on to that next next part of our, yeah. our journey. And, it, and if you're looking- have a more intimate conversation. Totally. If you're looking at um, at people's social media that that is getting a lot of interactions, and I know that I have a lot of people say this to me, oh, but Sam, it's okay for you because you have all these people commenting on your posts or you have all this engagement. Just know that when I first started on, on Facebook in 2007, you know, I actually have a giggle when my Facebook memories come up because there's plenty <laughs> that I've put on there where I haven't even had one like. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's when you say, you've known this person for eight years and here's all the engagement and literally there's one photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't had that. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones like, do you want to share this? I go, no, nah, not really. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a long-term strategy, but we'll get more into that as we wrap this up. So yeah. social media is definitely a great place to attract what do, you, what do you reckon the second one is? Um, the second one for me, this is actually a huge one for me. This is how I've grown all my businesses is actually through partnerships and collaborations. Mm. Um, I intuitively did this right from day one um, before I even knew that it had a name of strategic <laughs> partnerships. I didn't even know it was a thing. I just <laughs> knew that when I went and approached people and spoke to them and said, let's create a win-win, that that was the fastest way to tap into other people's so- networks. So tell me more about that. How does how does that work for someone who's going, I know some people, who should we approach? You know, how do we start that conversation? How yeah. do we make that work for us? Yeah. So I think that the very first thing you need to look at when you're starting to think that collaborations would be a good uh, way to grow your business and just take note, that is everyone that's listening. That's you I'm speaking to. The the first thing to do is think who are the other kinds of business owners that have a network similar to mine who are not doing exactly what I'm doing. You know, this, you and I team right here have got a great collaboration or a great strategic alliance because you and I both have similar customers or similar clients, but we help them in different ways. So another collaboration, you know, for for me and what I do, which is helping people to grow their business, it could be photographers that do, you know, headshots. It could be videographers. It could be, you know, you're an automation expert. Um, It could be a Facebook marketer. So all of these people can potentially help my clients. These people have the target, like, pools of clients that also need my services and it's about helping each other to do a win-win. So a great collaboration partner for me is not my local swim school that has that, you know, that teaches nine and 10 year olds how to swim. So, you know, you've got to really think where are my people hanging out either before or after they see me and who yeah. are those people? Absolutely. I, I've, I've often, when I'm doing this um, and, you know, for strategic partnerships are a really part, important part of my strategy as well. I generally break people into my sort of my A network, my B network and my C network. Oh, tell me more and, about that. Think about that. So your A network is people, as, as you alluded to, who have who share the same ideal customer as you and having the same or similar conversation as you do, mm-hmm. but don't sell the same thing, right? So you and I can both talk to people about their marketing and or business growth. And it's a very synergistic conversation to say, hey, do you have a business coach? Do you have mm-hmm. a marketing automation platform in place? You know, it's, it's a very easy conversation for us to ask. It doesn't seem out of place 
when we're talking to someone to kind of reference that. If we share each other's content, it doesn't seem out of place on our newsfeed because that's the conversa- it's a very similar conversation we're having mm-hmm. to our customers as well. Mm-hmm. And it's adding to that, yeah. of, you know, adding to that sort of... It's adding value to the network you've already got, yeah. Adding value to the network you've already got in a similar way, okay? Yes. My B network are people who share my same avatar but probably don't have the same conversation mm-hmm. as I do, right? And again, don't have necessarily the same, uh, you know, not doing the same thing. So for me, um, and, and probably you yourself as well, Sam, people like accountants yes. and bookkeepers yep. Yep. are in my B, B network. They work with other business owners, mm-hmm. which you and I both work with, but they're probably not having a conversation around someone's marketing, very easily having a conversation around someone's marketing. Yeah. But they could. Yes. Right? It's not, wouldn't be out of realms to see, but it's going to be a bit awkward to go, okay, so your tax return this year is going to be, you know, X, Y, Z, and, you know, have you uh, have you got a Facebook strategy in place? <laughs> okay, it's a little bit weird. Yeah, okay. but they could be saying, look, that cash flow this year isn't looking great. What are some ways that we can make sure right. that know, we build you, cash flow? What are your goals? Do you have these things in place? Okay, yeah. I know somebody. Okay. Now, my C network, I largely put almost everyone else. I'm going to put a sneaky D network in there as a, as a bonus. But uh-huh. my C network, people who do not have my ideal customer, uh-huh. they might anecdotally, you know, you know in, incidentally, but um, they don't have my individual customer. They're not having the same the same conversation as I am. Uh-huh. Conversation, right? So I usually put people like uh, naturopaths uh-huh. in my C network. Yes. It would be, un- look, a naturopath may be dealing with a business owner, may not, but it would be accidental that they are, right? Uh-huh. It's not, they're not going to go from, are you getting enough roughage in your diet <laughs> to, you know, so what are your business plans for the coming year and yeah. how are you doing those? Yeah. yeah. It'd be a very awkward conversation for that person to have. My D network is probably people who are competitors. Which is interesting because I've actually done some great collaborations with competitors, some yeah. really they're, good they're, ones. They're, so just- they can fit in all sorts of different places. Yeah. But if you're if a, the right person. A, you know, if you're a health and fitness coach, a naturopath will be in your A network. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Yep. And a marketing coach or a business coach is probably in your C network. Yeah. And when we start to look at who it is, that's when we can start to go, that's where I want to focus my attention and in my strategic partnerships because we're both going to get some value from that relationship. Yeah. And what I love about combining the first strategy that we talked about is the social platform and the partnerships with your C network, where the gold is here is if you're constantly creating value and making your social media platforms really interesting, it's amazing how many referrals you can actually get from your C network network just because you're showing up all the time so just because someone is not um, an ideal client of yours directly or because they don't have your target market that does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that you won't get a referral from them so that's where those two beautifully fit in absolutely now you've got a third one yes Uh, actually i'm going to leave this third one to you because you i know that you do this a lot more than i do and i do it in a very very different way which i want to talk about how i do it differently from you so why don't you give us the third one okay third one's networking yeah and i mean face-to-face networking Uh, real in person real in person and i first you know cut my teeth um in the networking space probably 15 years ago uh with bni so um, a lot of people would have heard of bni it's probably one of the most longest running you know and formal business networking organizations in the world mm-hmm. actually I just saw a post the other day from bni australia they did half a billion dollars in referrals between members wow in 2018 so you know but it so it obviously works for people but it's about getting into a room and again almost in combination with those other strategies 
a lot of them are free. You know, some of them are going to be, you, you'll start to sort of pony up a little bit of cash and you will have to kind of buy your breakfast and all your meeting fees. But it's, it's generally a very low cost mm-hmm. in comparison to some other strategies and, and getting face-to-face, shaking hands, being seen, you know, crafting and delivering your pitch on a regular basis and building that, you know, that relationship with someone who can refer you once they know what you do, you know, into their networks as well. And yes. again, you know, your, your social media part of this can come out of it. Your strategic partnerships can come out of networking as well because you're meeting people who may or may not be customers and or referral partners. And, and those people are also bringing their networks into the room as well. Yes. As you are, you're bringing your network to the table, they're bringing their networks to the table and there's a lot of that sort of cross-pollination opportunities created as a result. Totally. And this is where you need to really be acutely aware, again, of who your avatar is. And I know that you do a lot of networking, Tim, uh, in your local area. Yeah, well, I run one now and and I'm doing three meetings a week. Oh, you better give it a quick plug. (laughs) (laughs) I now do, yeah, BX Networking. I'm the area leader for the Canberra region, so that's that's pretty exciting. But, yeah, meeting lots of people sort of and and, and being able to sort of promote businesses in other cities and states and stuff has been really good. And, And, look, I've built relationships with people through that all around the world who's someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows somebody. Yes, which is how I use networking groups a little bit differently because where you can service traditional small business owners, you know what I'm talking about, about really monetizing your expertise in a different way, in a different mode. So a lot of business owners can't get their head around at the beginning. So I find that my networking is better served in rooms where I know other global entrepreneurs are. So I rather than go to a local networking event every week, I will strategically choose different rooms to be in around the world, depending on who's going to be there. I'm not going to digital marketer, but you know, that, that's a great place to be because there's a lot of people that are, that are connected with the people that I want to be speaking to. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, that's, I mean, you can have an avatar for your ideal referral partner as well as your Correct. ideal customer. Correct. And understanding where they are and where they can be um, is really important. I think, you know, certainly one of the strategies that I do in face-to-face networking is not ask, not always ask for my ideal customer because that's only going to get me one referral. Yes. What I'll quite often do is I'll go in and say, look, I'd really love to, an introduction to a business guru. Yes. Because I know a business guru like yourself has lots of my ideal customer and then I can actually create strategic partnerships with that person to educate them about how I can help their customers and how we can create those win-win relationships. That is a fantastic distinction because I hadn't even realized that that's what I was saying is that I actually go and network in rooms where I'm actually looking for collaboration partners, not for customers. Good pick up, Tim. Oh, sneaky. Okay. It's just about opening doors. It's not yeah. always about finding the customer, yes. finding our end client. It's sometimes it's about finding people who can open doors for us and create, you know, open doors, even introductions to other people who might be a better fit for us to work with. Totally. We have covered an absolute ton here. What would you say are really the overarching message that we want to leave our listeners with today? Uh, We talked about this a little bit before, but I think with any strategy and particularly one where, you know, we're trying to build relationships with other people is we've got to be patient and recognize that it does not happen straight away. Mm. When we're, you know, whether on social media, we've got to build up a bank of credibility. We need to be, you know, visible, likable and credible. And if we're not those three things, 
for someone, whether it's a whether it's a referral partner, whether it's a networking group that someone's promoting us through, whether it's social media, you know, if we're not visible and but likable and credible, no one can buy from us. Mm. You know, if we're visible and likable, we're fantastic company at the pub. But again, <laughs> no one's going to buy from us. Yeah. If we're visible and credible and not likable, again, why would I ever give that company money? Yeah. I don't like you. I don't like what you represent. Yes. No, I can't stand being around you. So we need to tick all three of those boxes in order for us to bring in not just who our ideal avatar is. I mean, it's, it's one thing to go, you know, I happen to like this kind of this person, right? Everyone goes for, you know, a particular kind of person. Even in your personal relationships, it's like, I like how tall, dark and handsome, blah, blah, blah. You know, yes. we go for that. But we've got to create our own avatar as being an attractive avatar to that customer yes. as well. You know, totally. we have to create our business as this attractive thing that our avatar is going to want to deal with. Totally. So it's about consistency because that's how people are going to trust us is we've got to be keep showing up, showing up, showing up and delivering the same message, speaking to the same people so that people aren't confused when we show up. So that they are 100%. They can trust that we're going to show up. They're going to trust that we give them the advice or can help them whenever they need and that they trust that we're the authority that can help them solve their problem. Absolutely. Perfect. Now, next week, next week we've got some fun stuff. Oh, hang on. Before we jump oh. into next week, I've actually got a freebie for anyone that's just listened to this episode yeah. that really wants an in-depth strategy of how to attract three to five clients next week. I give you the full... Oh, but where is it? How do we get it? That sounds How do we cool. get it? We head to samanthariley.global forward slash attract because that's what we want to do. We want to attract three to five clients next week. So head over there. It's just a one-page PDF. Download that and that will help you to attract some new clients next week for free. In-depth awesome. in-depth strategy. But next week... Next week, we're going to talk about... Uh, probably a little adjunct to today's conversation. We're going to I talk think it will, yeah, segue beautifully. How to talk, how to find and choose a, a fun and profitable niche. Or niche. Or niche. Or niche. Case, <laughs> yeah, so how to, how, to, how to choose someone. And again, this is very much sort of aligned with our customer avatar, but how do we choose one that we want to work with? Yeah. All the, th- all, all the things we could potentially do and, and all the people we could potentially work with. How do we choose one? Yeah. And, so, and a profitable one. Yeah. And a fun one. Because if right. we're going to be here falling in love and marrying our business, we want to make sure that it's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome, looking, Tim. Looking forward to that next week, Sam. Great to talk to you. Thanks for riffing with me again. It's been absolutely great. Thank you and thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next week. Of course, don't forget if you've got questions, hashtag ah. ask Sam and Tim. We'd love to see your questions um, from this episode. If anything raised a question for you, ask Sam and hashtag ask Sam and Tim and we'll see if we can get to that. Absolutely. And let us know your business name if you'd like a shout out because we would love to do that as well. Cool. Beautiful. Thanks for listening. Ciao for now. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast. 
click on your favorite episode and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Thank you.